You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to In the Trenches. This is Ian Beckles. Hopefully, everybody's having a wonderful week. It's been a while. Uh, it's been the offseason. I took a little time off. Our Buccaneers have been doing a lot of things. There's been a lot of movement, and uh, it's time to get back to talking a little football. Um, and that's what In the Trenches is. If you've never listened to this podcast before, uh, I'm no BS. I'm a former Buccaneer, played here for seven years. Um, I'm going to tell you the way it is. If it ain't pretty, I'm going to tell you it ain't pretty. And if it's pretty, I'll say this looks pretty damn good. But if you're looking for some soft bubblegum shit, it ain't here. I'm just telling you. I'm going to tell you the way it is, okay? That's the way it was on the radio, and that's the way I'm going to be on my podcast. Speaking of the radio, I'll be back on the radio uh, football season on 102.5 The Bone on Saturdays with a football show. And I just had a conversation with uh, uh, Steve Versnick, and I believe I'll be doing a podcast with Derek Brooks as well. So uh, my voice will be out there, and you'll be hearing my voice during the football season. Now, let's get to the football season and our beloved Buccaneers, all right? I'm not going to sit here and tell you what I think their record's going to be this year. I'm just going to break down the team scientifically, and then you can do it for yourself, okay? Because, you know, being on, I was on sports radio for 20-something years, and I've had a lot of people tell me I'm negative. You can hear whatever you want. I'm going to tell you what I see, all right? And... What I see is a team that has 30, 27 rookies in training camp. 27 rookies in training camp. Now, as somebody who went to 11 training camps and played nine years, uh, had many different coordinators, and that's not a great equation, okay? This is another thing that's not a great equation for success, and this is about as real as I can get, all right? We had a nice little run. Some of us are forgetting life before Brady, all right? There was about eight years before Brady where we would be lucky to go seven and nine, and we were plotting a seven and nine, all right? What happens is when you have some success and you bring in a Tom Brady and you make a couple moves to win a couple championships, they won one, they came kind of close to winning a second one. When you make moves like that, unfortunately, it has to come to a head. It has to come to a point where you're going to have to take some lumps, all right? This is the unfortunate part. It's lump time. It's lump time for the Buccaneers. 27 rookies in training camp. That's not the equation for success. Trading players for money to alleviate money is not an equation for success. They did that with Shaq Mason. You don't give away good football players for money. It just doesn't turn turn out well, all right? We've had Tom Brady as our quarterback the last couple of years. Um, and if anybody complains about it, you don't know anything about football. I've actually heard people who consider themselves football people say that the Buccaneers are going to be better offensively with Baker Mayfield than they are with Tom Brady. You should hand back every accolade you've ever got for football because you can't possibly believe that a guy on the street last year that couldn't play good football for anybody in the last three years was would be better than Tom Brady. How is that possible? If Baker Mayfield was a quarterback here last year, the Bucs won two games. I'm just telling you. And that's not dogging Baker Mayfield. It's not. 
It's the reality of it. Because I'm come, I'm going to come at you with a lot of reality today, unfortunately, okay? Here's the reality of it, okay? Kyle Trask versus Baker Mayfield. And I want you to look at the correlation here. Is the equivalent of Mike Lennon against Jameis Winston. Now, if I ask you, with this team, who do we have a better chance to win with? Mike Lennon or Jameis Winston? With this team, what would your answer be? Know what your answer should be? Neither. Neither. Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask are those aforementioned players. Baker Mayfield is a guy who can throw 20 touchdowns, but he can also throw 30 interceptions. Kyle Trask has thrown less interceptions during camp, less than Baker Mayfield. Congratulations. By the way, Baker Mayfield has thrown the most interceptions since he's gotten into the league. That is not a good statistic. I'm a Buccaneer fan, everybody. I want my Buccaneers to be good, but for me to sit up here and tell you that the Bucs are going to succeed with Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it for me and for you. I really don't. Practices, I heard that uh, Mayfield is throwing like way more interceptions than Trask. I'm just telling you guys, once again, Mike Lennon didn't throw interceptions, but he didn't win. Jameis Winston threw interceptions. You won a little bit, didn't win enough. Do you want to just win boring? Oh, no, no, sorry. Do you want to lose boring or do you want to lose exciting? That's our choice. Because this is the reality of it, everybody, because there's politics involved in football more than you know. The politics is this. When you have a quarterback competition all the way to the end, the reality is you don't have a quarterback. Nobody has two. If you have a competition to the end, that means you don't have a quarterback, unfortunately, all right? So, in order, can you win with Baker Mayfield? Yeah. But you better be pretty darn good everywhere else. And I mean really good. Baker Mayfield has won in the past. Kyle Trask has never had a chance, and I don't know why. To be honest with you, I don't know why he deserves a chance. Just because he's been here, I don't know why he deserves a chance. He didn't, certainly didn't look good in that preseason game. And I'm not the guy, I, listen, I'm not going to talk much about that preseason game because I don't give a rat's ass about no damn preseason game with nobody playing. Who cares? I don't care what Kyle Trask looked like in the preseason game. I don't care what Bacon Mayfield looked like in the preseason game. I care what they look like in practice, okay? Bacon Mayfield's throwing way more interceptions. Do I think Kyle Trask is better? No, I do not, all right? Here's the reality of it, and here comes the politics, everybody. This is real. If you put Kyle Trask in the game week one, what is it saying to the fans and to the players? It's saying he's better than Baker Mayfield. That's what it's saying, okay? Because the reality of it is, I'm just letting everybody know, Baker Mayfield is going to start in week one, and this is why. It makes sense, and that's it. It makes sense. If you put Kyle Trask in, in week one and he has a bowel movement on himself for three straight weeks and you just beat out Baker Mayfield, a guy who's never played, Kyle Trask has never played. If you beat out Baker Mayfield and you poop on yourself for three straight weeks, are you going to put Baker Mayfield back in and make us feel good about ourselves? Come on now. Come on, that can't happen. It can't happen.
Now, you put Baker Mayfield in the first few weeks, and he poops upon himself. You put the young kid in, and you hear, we're starting the future. I think the Bucs know they're not going to be good this year. I think the Bucs know they're not going to be good this year. Not because I say it. It's because if you compare them to even last year, if I ask you right now, as we stand, where are we better? Where are we better than we were last year? I would say Devin White should be better because he's a year older and he's young. On our offense, Kate Otten should be a little bit better because he's young. That's all I got offensive life. I mean, Tristan Wirth is changing positions. <laughs> You're not going to get better by changing positions. It doesn't work that way. I would have said Tristan Wirth, but I can't say that. The rest of the offensive line is an anomaly. Defensively, our defensive backs might be getting a little better. But here's where, and I'm going to break this down at the end as well, what we need to do to, to win this year. Rush the passer might be the number one thing. Might be the number one thing. We got Shaq Barrett back after a tumultuous offseason for him. I mean, you're coming off of, uh, you know, an Achilles. You had to have heard what happened to his child, and I don't want to go back over that. I can't imagine. Can't imagine. And, you know, the people out there are saying, well, Shaq is going to bounce back from what happened in the off. You can't say that. You think because you lost a kid you're going to play good football? It doesn't work that way. There's a lot on his mind. And, and you're coming back from a major injury. We don't know if you're back to full strength. We don't know that. So there's a lot of things up in the air. Because if you, took to, if you look at some other teams, there's other teams I say, okay, we know they're good here. We know they're good here. We know they could do this. You know they're good at this. This is why they're going to excel. As a Buccaneer fan, what, what are we hanging our hat on right now? And as Buccaneer fans right now, oh, he's being negative. Well, I mean, you could just chime in. But I'm seeing a team who doesn't play Joe Tryon Shryanka in a preseason game. What? What? For, you, you didn't play a guy who made zero plays last year? So you just don't want him to get better? You just, are you scared to show him? Does anybody think Joe Tryon Shryanka is 25% of what he should be? Because if you do... I'll watch film with you, and I promise you, you won't be happy with it. I promise you won't be happy with the film after I break it down, because he don't do nothing that I like. And I mean absolutely nothing. The name of this podcast is In the Trenches, okay? So I'll be damned if I don't tell you that's where you win football games, and that's where you win football games. Let's start on the defense, In the Trenches. I, I consider linebackers trenches as well. Levante David, I'm not worrying about, although he's getting a little older. So he's not better than he was two years ago. Devin White, I'm worried about. We're talking about a guy in the offseason crying that he's not this and not this, and I'm not getting this. The same dude that I watched quitting on his team last year. Now, we can go back to why it happened, but I'm going to say this. If you're quitting on your team in the middle of, the, in the middle of a game, who gives a shit while you're doing it? Get off my damn field. There was a couple plays last year I saw Devin White quit. I'll be damned in my, my nine years you can find a, 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 a player where I quit. You can find a player where I'm getting my ass kicked, but you're not going to find me quitting. Devin White got drove 40 yards down the field and the guy was talking about his mother and the, and the me. Come on now, you can't have that. That's our, that's our spiritual leader on our defense. So how can you be the leader after you, you allow that to happen? 
Joe Tryon Tryanka. If he wasn't a first-round pick, he wouldn't be playing. I don't know what else to say. He's just not a good football player. And if at the end of this year he becomes a good football player, I'll apologize. But I've watched football a long time, and people don't just hit switches. You know what greatness shows? Itself early. Two straight years, and you can't show me one play. I mean, he's gotten sacks before, but he's gotten coverage sacks. He's gotten sacks off of twists. I want to see him run into somebody, drive him back into the quarterback, and wreak havoc. I have not seen that one time in two years. You think it's just going to happen this year, huh? Anytime I hear people talk about Joe Tryon Trianka, it's uh, he's so athletic. He's a good-looking athlete. <laughs> that's, I don't I don't want good looking athletes I want dogs that's that's what I want okay Vita Vea I don't not worry about Vita Vea although he hasn't played a complete season yet this year I mean to, to date he hasn't done it yet that needs to happen the new kid that they brought in um Kalijah Kansi I'm just gonna I'm I'm pretty consistent with rookies I was a rookie I played 16 I started 16 games as a rookie Ask me if I was good. Nope. I was fighting, but I wasn't good compared to the rest of the league. Second year is getting closer. Third year I was up to, you know, just as good as everybody else. But there's there's a there's a learning curve in football, especially in the trenches. And the unfortunate part is the first three, four weeks of training camp is all learning and it's all recognition and all stuff that you know, he's going to use the rest of his career, and he's not getting those reps. You're not getting any of the reps. You remember Vita Vea in his rookie season? I think he hurt his calf or something, just like Clancy. And he, 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 wasn't, he wasn't himself to maybe week six. So is it a big deal that a rookie is missing training camp? It's, it's a huge deal for me. Okay, I'm happy they re-signed Will Golson. He's good on, against the run. And I, I, I'm not worried about us against the run. I don't see pass rushing. Shaq Barrett, if he's half as good as he was three years ago, we'll be okay. But where else is our pass rush going to come from? All right? Now let's go to the offensive line. I know a little bit about offensive line play. I know what it looks like. Um, I was on some good offensive lines. I'm going to on some bad offensive lines. I'm just going to be as real as I can with you guys. All right? If you watch Gadecki in the last – okay, I'm going to say this. Haven't played the game for a long, long time. I told people that I played right guard. And at the end of my career, they tried to switch me to left guard, and I couldn't do it. And this was after playing 10 years in the league. I couldn't do it. For you to tell me that somebody can't play left guard in the league, and since you can't play left guard, we're going to put you to tackle. I have never heard anything more ludicrous in my damn life. If you think a guy who can't, Gadecki was benched at guard. Therefore, they put him at starting tackle. That's dumb. I mean, it just doesn't work that way. It does. Did you watch him? Once again, I'm not making a big deal. He was getting whooped by second and third string guys. That can't happen. It can't happen. I remember at the end of my career when I was a starter my whole career and I was backing up, I went up against second and third string guys and I got a high ankle sprain and I was blocking them with a high ankle sprain because they sucked. This guy was getting housed by people I've never heard of before. What would happen if Watt was out there? Then what? Okay, that's our right tackle. I spent a long time on our right tackle who 
is going to struggle. Gadecki's going to struggle. Let me let everybody know that right now. Our right guard, Cody Mock. Redhead kid, no teeth. Good look for Lyman. Once again, let's rewind. I said I started 16 games my rookie year. How did I play? I fought. I didn't play well, though. You have to go through the growing pains. Cody Mock is going to go through the growing pains. I'm just telling you. And the growing pains are tough because you're getting your ass whooped while you're going through the growing pains. At center, we had Hainsey in there. Now, Jensen, I told you guys on this podcast that I heard from a pretty good, darn good source, Jensen did not want to play last year because he was injured, and they forced him to play because he didn't have a surgery. They forced him to play. He played god-awful. Why would you put a guy that's been sitting the whole season on the bench in a game when you had another kid who'd been playing all season. And okay, I didn't get that, okay? They put him in there. He got his ass kicked. Now he's not practicing. He's not practicing. So are we to pencil Jensen in as a starter? It's either two things are going to happen. Either he's going to retire. but I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's going to come out to the Buccaneers for money because they effed him last year. That's, that's a personal thing, all right? Now, our guy Tristan Wirth playing the left uh, left tackle, coming out of his mouth, he said he's, he's struggling a little bit. It's familiar, you know, being familiar with something. We're taking our best player. Tristan Wirth is our best football player at right tackle, and we're flopping him. So what happens if our best player, our most consistent player? Because you flop him, becomes fair to Midland. That's tough, man. That is tough, tough, tough sledding. And the, the left guard is this kid, uh, Feeler or something like that. Got, got a pedigree. He's big kid, 6'6", 330. He started 70-something games. Not worried about him. Not worried about him. He'll be fine. The rest of them, I'm worried. I'm worried. All right? That's the trenches. That's that's where you win games. You win games in the trenches. We're supposed. How many years in a row has it been? Our Buccaneers organization said we're going to start running the football. You want some statistics? Here we go. Last year, the Bucks had three plus twenty runs. Three all year. They had zero plus forty runs. Zero. They were last in the NFL in attempts, last in the NFL in yards, and last in the NFL in rushing TDs with five. Five rushing TDs in 17 weeks. Now we're a rushing team. Oh, you want to hear good statistics? Five rushing fumbles last year. We had five rushing TDs and five rushing fumbles. Oh, just a caveat. Uh, last year, Buccaneers' worst rushing season in Buccaneer history. Oh, and it was 17 games, by the way. So for me to sit here and tell you that I believe the Bucs are going to hit a switch and I'm become a, a running team, it doesn't work like that. It's a mentality. And in that preseason game, third and one, we run the ball and went minus three yards. How the hell are we a rushing team? Where's our power? Where's our running backs with the power? Eesh, I, I, listen, 
I'm hoping for the best, but I ain't no dummy. I'm no dummy. I'm not. And the things that have to happen for this Buccaneer team to succeed, all right? Baker has to play well. Is that a big if? That's a big if, I would think. Or trash, whoever the hell it is. The offensive line has to come together, all right? We haven't talked about coaching yet. Can you say Todd Bowles is a good head coach? Can you? What are you basing it on? I'm not saying he's a bad head coach, but can you say he's a good head coach? Our offensive coordinator is calling plays for the first time, Canales, for the first time. With a quarterback that's either unproven in Baker Mayfield or untested in Trask. The equations don't really, they don't really work, okay? Our head coach is questionable. Our offensive coordinator is questionable. Our schemes are questionable. Our schemes are questionable. Like, last year, everybody was dogging out Byron Leftwich for not doing this and not doing that. The same Byron Leftwich who two years ago was, was a brilliant quarterback, a, a brilliant offensive coordinator. Brilliant. Why was he brilliant? He had brilliant receivers. He had a brilliant tight end. He had a brilliant quarterback. He had a brilliant offensive line. It's not hard to be brilliant. Last year, quarterback not so brilliant. O-line not so brilliant. Tight end not so brilliant. Receivers not as spectacular. It's not rocket science. It's, it's not rocket science. You need good football players to win football games, all right? So we got to figure out ways to scheme things, offensively and defensively, because we're not, we're not good enough to line up and rush four guys and get to the quarterback. We're not good enough to line up offensively and run down anybody's throat. We're not good enough, all right? We have to develop a pass rush. We have to get turnover some way. We got to run the football some way. We got to get something from our tight end some way. We had a lot of penalties in that game on, on, uh, on Friday. That's too many damn penalties. Let's hope for the best. I'm personally, I'm I'm hoping for the best. I, I just I, I'm it's tough, it's tough for me as a Buccaneer fan because I think I knew what was coming at the end of last year. This was inevitable. I think I was even saying this before the season was over. We're about to hit the fan. It's about to hit the fan. It's inevitable. It has to happen. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I think we're starting to forget the way it was before Brady with Jameis Winston. And it was just slim pickings for quite a while. For quite a while. And I'm hearing people speak and every once in a while I tune into sports radio in this town. I don't know why, but I do every once in a while just to hear what the clowns are saying. And I'm hearing people Literally thinking this going to be a good football team. I, I just, listen, I will applaud it as much as the next guy. And I will applaud Todd Bowles and Canales and all these guys. I'll applaud them. Good for you. Congratulations. It's tough for me to see it, though. It, it, it has to look like something. It, it doesn't look like anything for me. It just doesn't. I don't see them running the ball in training camp. I've been to a couple of practices. I just, I'm not seeing the physicality. We can't turn the ball over. Baker Mayfield had, a, I think, had 12 interceptions in training camp, I think. I don't know if Tom Brady had 12 interceptions in his entirety of his 98 years of playing in training camp. Come on. You know, what, you know when you see greatness? is when I went to practice last year and I saw Tom Brady and the ball didn't hit the ground. That's when you win. This year, it's off. And you know what they're going to do here in, in Tampa Bay, in Tampa land? 
instead of saying we don't have an offense, they're going to say our defense is great. And I, I don't know if that's the case. So Todd Bowles, I don't know what the future of this team is. I don't know what the president of this team is. I, I, I just don't know what they're trying to get accomplished. All I know is in the offseason, with all the moves, with all the stuff happening with Tom Brady at the end and him dead money, dead cap space, a whole nine yards, it's left this team depleted, unfortunately. And when you're looking at around the league and you're seeing teams like the Jets and all these teams signing players that are good off the street still, I'm like, Jesus, like, where, where are we going to be? Where are we going to be? And I, I listen to different people on different shows breaking down the schedule where the Bucks are going to win or lose. Shame on you. <laughs> I heard, oh, they're going to beat Minnesota. In Minnesota? I've been on a lot of shitty Bucks teams. Go back and look to see how many away games I won. Not many. I know maybe you won in Minnesota, and the quarterback wasn't Kirk Cousins. You really think the Bucks are better than Minnesota? Why? Oh, the Bucks are the Bucks at this moment right now, as we stand right now, the Bucks aren't better than anybody. There's a reason why when all these the power rankings come on, the Bucks are ranked 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st. Our quarterback is ranked 31st. So a team that's ranked 30th and a quarterback ranked 31st, we're going to win the division? It ain't going to be like last year when win this joker with seven wins. It's not going to happen, okay? Let's not think that's going to happen again. That was an anomaly. It's going to be a different year, and we're going to need a lot more. I'm just going to brace you guys. This is a, it's a punching bag year. It's a punching bag, and we'll see how you, how you take the blows. And then next year and a year from that, you start to get better. But now, Jason Light, you're going to have to prove what you do and what you do well. Because what you did well was bring in Tom Brady. What you didn't do well was build a team before Tom Brady. Now it's life after Tom Brady, and then we'll see how this whole thing unfolds. And I'm not blaming Jason Light. I think Jason Light's done a fantastic job to this point. I mean, I don't say fantastic. Last few years, Jason Light's done a pretty darn good job. He knew this was coming. He knew it was coming. These coaches know what they have. These coaches know what talent they have. I think they know how good they are. Most coaches do. When I was with Bill Parcells with the Jets very briefly, he looked me in my face. He goes, we're good enough to win a Super Bowl that year. I think that was 1999. I think Vinny got hurt the first game, and they, they ended up 9-7 and seven or something with like Ray Lucas as a quarterback. If Vinny didn't get hurt, they were probably good enough. But, I, but I'll break down the, 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 the roster and – there was good football players everywhere, established. You know how you win football games? By having good, established football players all over the football field. And I just broke down scientifically the guys that I thought are legitimate. And there's a handful still. They're just not enough. There's not enough greatness on this football team to be that. If they win seven games this year, Todd Bowles should get coach of the year. He really should. Because if you look at in the past and teams that have liquidated players, and that's what the Bucks have done, it doesn't usually turn into victories, unfortunately. Especially when you're messing with the trenches and in the lines and to where it all starts. And if our line isn't good, the rest of it is not going to be good, guys and gals. And that's why I call this in the trenches, by the way. And like I said, 1025 The Bone. I'm going to be on there coming uh, beginning of the season. 
Uh, it'll be on Saturday from uh, noon to two. And uh, stay tuned. I'll be doing a little something with Derek Brooks as well. Uh, as long as everybody over there at uh, Vinick Land and uh, DeBartolo Land can figure out uh, a little bit of pay because I don't like I don't work for free. Um, come hang out here, Dignitary Tea and Kava House, forty eight seventeen Southwest Shore Boulevard, best Tava and Kratom in town. We have CBD products and we have Delta Eight the whole nine yards. We got a smoke shop in here. We have a cannabis doctor as well. So come take advantage and uh, make sure you're listening to In the Trenches. I'll try to do it every single week when the season starts. Give me every damn week for for, for sure. Leading up to this season, we'll try to do it every week or so. So I appreciate you guys and guys listening in. Have a wonderful week. I hope I wasn't too real with you. Have a wonderful week. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence.